the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. Today, Pastor Randa reminds us that God desires to do great things in and through us. He made us to glorify Him, and He gave us unlimited potential and gifts to accomplish His plan and purpose for our lives. The Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, if only we would trust, believe, and depend on Him. The extraordinary things He has in store for us would become our reality. Let's stop limiting ourselves. Let God have His way. Listen in with the Bible, pen and paper handy, as you will want to take notes. Have your Bibles turn with us once again to Ephesians 3, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Uh, We're going to take up where we left off last Sunday. This is a two-part message, and Lord willing, we will finish it uh, this morning. The book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And there you'll find these words in this passage. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And we'll take up where we we left off, the message being entitled, Underestimating the Potential and power of God within us. Underestimating the potential and power of God within us. We said on last time that uh, what if you had a brand new Lamborghini uh, car, one of the most expensive cars that you can buy, and um, it was given to you as a tax-free gift. You did not have to worry about Phillips. All the Phillips forever driving this car was there. You never had to worry about maintenance free maintenance, the life of the car, and all you had to do was just drive it and utilize it, but you protected the car, and you only took the car out of the garage for about once a month, and you only drove it about five miles and brought it back to the garage. And people would think something is wrong with you to have that kind of car, only to use it once a month, only driving five miles at a time, when that car has the capability and the potential of doing so much more uh, than you are using it. Well, so it is with the Christian life. The God who lives in us desires to do tremendous and unusual things within us to the glory of God. And yet, instead of soaring and being used to the maximum of our potential for the glory of God, many of you are sputtering all over the place. You're falling short of God's plan for your life. And you're not living up to God's expectations for you. This great prayer Paul closes with is a doxology, which is a prayer of praise and glory to God. And Paul prays for specific qualities in the Ephesian church. Uh, He prays that they would be strengthened in the inner man. Paul prays that the church 
would submit to the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he also prays that, uh, that the Ephesian church would have a deeper understanding in spiritual things. And then Paul closes this great prayer by praying that the Ephesians church would be spiritually awakened to their vast, unlimited potential they have in Christ. And my, my brothers and sisters, we all, if you have the Lord Jesus Christ living in you, we are people who have the Lord Jesus Christ living inside of us, who is God, who is the most powerful person in all of eternity. And yet we fail to actually use him to the extent that we could in order to do great and mighty things to the glory of God. The word of God says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, <laughs> who exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But the question I pose to you is what keeps believers from receiving from God those things that are exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I mean, God has a marvelous plan for your life. He wants you to soar. He wants you to live up to your potential. He wants you, he, he wants to maximize himself through you, uh, through you. But yet so many Christians are just, instead of soaring like eagles, you're sputtering with the chickens. Just, you're not flying. You're just fluffing your feathers or something. And so, so uh, uh, what keeps Christians from, being mightily used uh, to the glory and honor of God. Number one, many fail to focus on the potential and power of God within us. Many fail to focus on the potential and power of God within us. The first word in verse 20 is what? Now. Now means at this very moment. God is able, which means he has, the word able means he has superior abilities. He is perfectly capable and infinitely powerful. That's awesome. Therefore, we are most negligent if we fail to rely exclusively on the resources that God has provided to us and realizing that God can do super abundantly, extraordinarily above, more than we can ever imagine, ask or think. That's all. Right now, God wants to do something unusual through you this year. You didn't, you didn't cross over to 2011 just to sputter around and to meander around. God has a purpose for your life, a plan for your life, and he wants to fulfill your life. What hinders, what hinders Christians from reaching their God-given potential? It is a small mindset. Say a small mindset. In other words, their perspective, perspective of God is so small, so limited, and restricted that they cannot do big things for God. They put him in a box and they, re, they restrict and limit God. Now, God is as big as he's going to ever be. You can't make God big, but your, your perspective of God can be so small toward this big God. And, and in order for God to do great things to you, through you and to you, you got to realize how big God is and that nothing is impossible with God. Genesis 18, 14a says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, Luke one thirty seven says, for with God, all things are possible. And if you think like that, you won't think small. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you stop saying I can't and start saying I can, 
then God begins to use you in ways that you could never imagine. So, and you need to stop running with folks who think small. You can be no better than the people you associate yourselves with. The third reason why people don't see God use them abundantly more over than they can ask or think is this. Many saints are so enveloped and consumed with the physical realm and the pleasures in it that they are not even cognizant of their unlimited possibilities in the spiritual realm. 1 John 2, 15 and 17. You know, they, they're so in love with the world, and so in love with the things of it, not realizing, according to verse 17, that the world is passing away, that they don't live up to their potential in Christ because the world has restricted them and the things in it. What keeps us from reaching our God-given potential to the glory of God, uh, many don't reach their potential because of their inability to implement, apply, and activate the word of God in their lives, which has the ability to unleash supernatural power to do astonishing things. Do you realize this is the most powerful book in all the universe? Do you realize this is a supernatural book? Do you realize that there's no book like the Bible? Do you realize apart from the book of all books, every other book that claims to be a Bible is merely a counterfeit? Do, and do you realize when you begin to implement this book, execute this book, apply this book, activate this book, this book will unleash supernatural power for you to do extraordinary things. You know what this book will do? It will, it will break depression. This book will lift depression. This book will lift your spirit. This book will encourage you. This book will comfort you. This book will rebuke you. This book will direct you. This book will heal you. This book will do like only it can do. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's the news is news since news has been news. They tried to burn up this book. They tried to throw away this book to do away with it. But yet it's the best seller on the market today. It is our divine compass. It is our road map to heaven. There is nothing like the word of God. And if you eat the book, I mean internalize the book and, and, and let the book sift you and search you and make you and mold you you will begin to do things the likes of which you have never seen in your life. Acts 4.31 says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 6, 8 through 10 talks about Stephen, a man of God. He was full of faith and full of power, and he was able to do signs and wonders because he was full of the word and full of the, the spirit, and he could even resist his enemies in the power of the spirit, and they couldn't do nothing with him because he was so full of the book. Why can't you do what this verse says? It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask a thing. Exceedingly abundantly above all we ask a thing. As we continue today's message, isn't it exciting and powerful to know what we can accomplish through our Heavenly Father's plan and purpose? Isn't it reassuring to know that we don't have to, nor should we, rely on our human limits and finite mindsets? Because our omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent Heavenly Father gives us all we need to reach unimaginable heights through His limitless power. Keep listening and keep your Bible pen and paper handy. 
Why can't many Christians live at this level? They cannot live at this level because many saints exalt human reasoning, human wisdom over the Bible. They, they, they put political correctness over the Bible, inch, uh, information over the Bible, opinions and rationalization, and they value what the media says over the Bible. Do you realize the power is in the word of God? The, the word of God is more powerful than any opinion. The, 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 the word of God, the word of God has more authority than any word of man. The word of God transcends any degree you can ever earn. No one is smarter than God. God is infinite. God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful and he's omnipresent. And there's nobody like him, none like him. 2 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5 says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What we need is, is men, women, boys, and girls who are full of the word of God. Some folk are full of the wrong stuff. And they're, and they're weak. Some folk are full of hate and full of, a, full of an unforgiving spirit. Some folk are full of meanness and backbiting and gossip. Huh? Full of the wrong stuff full of an unforgiving spirit, full of anger, and all of these things, and it, it undercuts your potential of for God and the things that you can do for Almighty God. What keeps us from operating to the maximum of our potential for the glory of God? Why can't saint, saints perform at this level? Because many saints have the power available to them, but it is dormant, and not being used because of ignorance, they don't know what the word says, because of apathy, they don't care, complacency, and being spiritual babies. And so they don't live up to the potential that God has for them. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, it's a profound text. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Listen, it's about time for you to get off milk and get on some food. That's right. A person who, who's 40 and 50 years old saying they still love milk and don't want a steak and don't want some collard greens and don't want some sweet potatoes and some gravy. Something is wrong with you. I, you rather have milk than have that. Something's wrong with you. You ought to grow up, grow you some teeth so you can eat some meat. And do you realize I don't, I cut it straight. I'm not here to make you feel good. And I'm not going to offer you no sugar cookies. I'm going to offer you some spinach and some castor oil. Flush you out so you can grow up and be all that God is calling you to be. It's time out for having churches that are full of babies. That, and babies make nothing but a whole lot of mess and a whole lot of poop. They stink up the place. And that's what some saints do. They stink up the place. Grow up. Grow up, grow up to the glory of God. Listen, you don't just wake up, oh, I'm spiritually mature today. It doesn't happen like that. No, you must make up your mind and make a decision. 
and will yourself to grow up. And the means by which we grow are, number one, we grow through the word of God. Apart from the word, there is no growth. Number two, we grow through prayer. A praying man or woman is a growing man or woman. Number three, we grow through having a teachable spirit. If you shun the word of God, if you say, well, I wish brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so was here, they sure needed it. You just give the word to everybody and don't apply it to yourself. Fourthly, you grow by assembling uh, yourselves together with other believers to learn sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. I'm talking about doctrine that makes you grow. God, doctrine that conforms you to his word and, and make you look more like Jesus Christ. Sound, biblical, fundamental doctrine. Uh, you know what grows you up? It's when you're going through difficult circumstances. Circumstances that you don't understand. I mean, you, 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 you never could imagine you found yourself in the place that you're in. And you say, well, Lord, why did this happen to me? Whatever it may be. For some of you, it's the finances. For others of you, it's death. Others of you, it could be marital issues and on and on. Others is children and on and on and on it goes. Uh, or it could be personal health issues. And it, the, the, the list is just endless. And uh, you say, well, God, God, you're so loving and kind. Why did you allow me to go through this? Why me? Why me? And God is looking to you. He's saying, why not? Why not? God is saying, I sent my son to love you enough to die for you. So why can't you go through things you don't understand for my sake? Huh? He says, so, so, so why not? And you know what? And God allows us to go through adversities and trials because that's another means by which we grow. It's another means whereby, by which we mature. I mean, you don't grow uh, having everything the way you want it, when you want it, how you want it. God uses adversities to shape us, to mold us, to sift us, to purge us, to conform us into his likeness. And if you have the right attitude and the right spiritual perspective in the midst of the trial, you will not come out bitter, you will come out better. And don't flunk the course. If you flunk the course, you got to take a repeat. You see, why is it that, that we can't do exceedingly above all that, that we ask or think? It's because many, many can't soar because they serve in the flesh and in their own strength. They serve in the flesh and in their own strength. John 15, 5 says, for without me, you can do nothing. Ephesians 16 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. You got to realize if you're going to do great things for God, you, you, got to, you got to trust the God who is bigger than you to do it through you and not you yourself. Why can't Christians soar? Because of their lack of faith. Their unbelief and doubt severely uh, limits and restrict their potential for God. Romans 4, 20 and 21, Abraham's faith did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Please God. Listen, the, the stronger your faith, the more incredible things you will see. God, I don't know. This might be too much. I don't understand. And you start doubting the validity of God's word and you begin to weaken yourself and not live up to his potential. Faith is a key essential ingredient 
in being able to do what this verse says. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. If you're going to live life at that level, you got to have some faith and you got to trust God when you don't understand and when you can't see. First uh, uh, Corinthians nine twenty seven says, but I discipline my body and bring it to subjection. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 says, laying aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. In other words, if we're going to be mightily used of God, we have to lay aside uh, the weights such as tardiness, always being late. You have to lay aside sleep. The spirit of sleep can keep you from reaching your potential. The spirit of laziness can keep you from being all you can be for God. Your inability to follow through can hurt your success, hinder your success. Your own personal addictions can hinder you. Your attitude, your anger, your bitterness, your rebellion, your ignorance, even relationships. There are some relationships you involved in that's been holding you back and been a drag on your faith. And the only way you're going to begin to soar, there are some relationships you're going to have to cut yourself off from. Even idolatry, the worship, putting things ahead of God, experiences ahead of God, places ahead of God. Listen, self-discipline. You cannot soar unless you are a disciplined person. And so therefore, if, if your life is undisciplined, it will steal your success. An undisciplined life will what? Steal your success. Therefore, you need to learn how to manage yourself. Say manage myself. That's right. You need to be where you need to be when it's time to be there. You need to be on time. You do things that you don't want to do, even if you don't feel like it. You, you need to practice doing the harder thing first and the easier thing second. You've got to learn to be disciplined. If you don't learn to manage yourself, you'll be 60, 70, 80 years old, and you're living in regrets simply because you allowed an undisciplined life to hinder you from reaching your fullest potential. Uh, why is it that Christians can't soar? Because of a divided allegiance. Say divided allegiance. Do you not know you cannot have two masters and expect to achieve great things in the kingdom? Can't have two masters and expect to achieve great things in the kingdom. Joshua 24, 15 says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Can't have two masters. Uh, Matthew uh, 6, 24 says, no man can serve two masters. Uh, Romans 8, 38 through 39, it, the, Paul says, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. When you have a mind to follow Jesus, it will not be divided. It will not be divided. You will serve God with an undivided allegiance. It is God and him alone. What hinders you from reaching your potential? Being out of the will of God keeps you from rising to your God-given potential. If you're not in the will of God, you'll never get to where God is calling you to be in your life. And you'll end up miserable. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I didn't say this in the first service, but he's given it to me to say now. Listen, a lot of folk talk about a midlife crisis. But let me tell you something, beloved. If you obey God and you follow him and you love him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and you seek to know him and the power of the spirit of God. Listen, there is no midlife crisis. The journey is sweet from 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 the time you come into Christ to the time you go graduate to be with him. That psychological stuff won't come on you if you are enjoying God and the journey with God. Okay? So 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 being in the will of God helps you to reach your potential. 
So, so, so you say, what does that involve? It involves them, A, allowing God to order your steps. Allowing God to order our steps. Psalms 119, 133a. God will step you right on into his will. B, leaning not on your own understanding, but acknowledging God in everything. Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to what? Your own understanding, but lean on Christ. You, you know, you, either, you, got, you got two things you can do. You can, you can either lean on your knowledge a lean on Christ and his understanding, and he will direct your path right into where he would have you go. Being in the will of God involves this. It involves asking God to unfold his plan for our lives in his time. He will unfold his plan for our lives in his time. If you wait on the Lord, the Lord will show you what you ought to do. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, it doesn't matter how hard your life has been, or what, what circumstances you were born in. Listen, it doesn't matter what color you are, your socioeconomic status, your job, all that stuff. Listen, God has a wonderful plan for you. No one under the authority of my voice is an accident. God made you and he laid out a path for your life. He says, I know the plan for you. In other words, he knows a plan that your mama don't know, your daddy don't know, your sister don't know, your brother don't know, and your friend don't know. And folk always tell you what you ought to do. They don't know what you ought to do. They can mess up your life and then they disappear, leaving you to hold, leaving you holding the, the leftovers. But God knows the plan for your life. When are you going to learn to check in with him? With him. And if you do those things, it will put you right in the will of God. God does not want, nor did he create us to live limited lives. We should never underestimate our potential or the power of God within us. He gives us everything we need to grow in and through Him. As Pastor Rander shared with us today, we grow through the Word of God, through prayer, through a teachable spirit, through assembling with other believers to learn sound doctrine, and through difficult circumstances. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.